Hello, and welcome to Tala's Anime Corner. Now, in Tala's Anime Corner, once in a while, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime, and then my friends come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's just plain weird, but it is always very entertaining. Now this week's anime question is, anime movies? Let's see what my friends come up with in this Tyler's Anime Corner. Welcome, friends. We're here. I've got my friend John. I've got my friend DJ. I've got my friend Rob. So, anime movies. What's that about? <laughs> it's a movie that's an a- it's an anime that's a movie, right? It's less frequent than a series. <laughs> These are all accurate answers. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Podcast over. Let's go home. Wrap it up. I, we got nowhere to go after that. <sighs> okay. Sorry, Joe. Didn't mean to break you that quickly. <laughs> you broke it, DJ. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things. Well, fuck. No, yeah, here we are. Tyler's Anime Corner. We're here again. Not weekly anymore. It used to be weekly. I may have put weekly in the title. I don't remember. Good. Oh, yep. good. First time. First time. No, it's become more seasonal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, it is more just like anime just like anime it is seasonal now which should be another topic for the <laughs> anime corner of the next season seasonal anime um, well no we're here to talk about anime movies and I feel like we all have um, such a loose ending question it was really um, we all have probably um, god where should we start should we start just like where we all start just <laughs> Ghibli let's start at Ghibli because like boom right there everyone mm-hmm. knows that even right there. even even the people that I know that don't really watch anime, they'll still come. They'll come to me. They'll talk. They'll 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 walk to me and they'll go, "Hey Tyler, I hear you're into anime. Have you watched any of those or Ghibli, Ghibli films?" That's what they say to me personally. It's happened, um, and I'll go, "Yes, Studio Ghibli. They make wonderful films, and even you have seen them." And they'll go, "Yes, yes, I have." So, that's somewhere to start. <laughs> Opinions mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I think everyone can back agree when was... Ghibli, Ghibli started, basically anime movies for most of U.S. culture. It was the first anime movies we saw was through him. Mm, bold, maybe. Bold I, I, I mean, it... at least for most of us here. I mean, I don't know if anyone else saw any movies before they saw anything from Miyazaki. I know he was my first real introduction to what real. Anime I don't know. Was. I this is... Ghibli is kind of a weird creature. Ooh, here we go. Just because. It for is. a lot of us, it, to DJ's point, I think that he is legitimately correct that um, Studio Ghibli definitely is the first, I, I will go as far as to say I think the first mainstream anime success here in the United States, at least in terms of movies. Because we've had other stuff that have come from Japan, shows like Speed Racer, uh, Robotech. There were definitely shows that had come over, but... All of them, for the most part, either were just thrown in between syndicated uh, television shows somewhere else, or more often, just stuff that were cheap licenses just to go and throw onto the air for a season until an original product could go and come into play. The Ghibli films, I watched uh, My Neighbor Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service, I, I think I've tracked it down now to 1991 and 1992, on Disney Channel of all places. Mm, it's not weird, because they did have uh, distribution rights for uh, uh, yeah. for all of them still, most of them, um, and that's why I think like I think they the, the one that they hit it really big was like Spirited Away. I feel like that's one that that I think that's definitely has seen. up yeah. there for sure because mm-hmm. that was the one that got the actual. Uh, Oscar win and that was the first time that we'd seen an international animated film uh, not nominated but actually win uh, the Academy Awards I don't know I still think that Kiki is probably the more widely watched one though just because that was made available through a lot of different platforms and distribution methods 
Spirited Away, I think you had to go a little bit farther. You had to look for it a little bit. I remember yeah. being in theaters all the time. Well, they put it on Tsunami at one point. Yeah. I remember seeing Princess um, Noke right yeah. in theaters here in the downtown uh, Port Angeles. Hmm. Yeah, I remember hmm. when those were in, were being distributed in theaters. And I remember when they did that big special on like Cartoon Network and a bunch of other ones. Like Every oh, weekend yeah. they showed a uh, one of the Ghibli films. And I mean... That was well before. Yeah, that's how I saw really Nasca in the Valley of the Wind. Anything like that. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. Terrifying, wonderful, romantic, heart wrenching. Most a uh, thing that describes a lot of Miyazaki's work. Mm -hmm. It truly is art. Very, very, and very a badass, coming of age. And a badass old. A badass girl. <laughs> no, a badass old man in a, in a cowboy hat with two swords that killed an entire <laughs> army. Oh yeah, yeah, Nasca, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uncle. You always remember how yeah. Miyazaki's women run too. It's very unique. <laughs> you look at it. It's all. It's always. They're always very coming of age, and there's always a female protagonist lots of times. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I, Kiki's Delivery Service, na uh, My Neighbor Totoro, and um, um, Spirited Away, I think, are like the top. God, widely distributed, maybe? I think is the word I'm yeah. looking for. Used I think no, that's, that's, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, if people have watched any of them, it's those ones. I rewatched. I first time I watched My Neighbor Totoro, um, I didn't really like it. Uh, and then I watched it in a theater when because, like, again, it's it, these these movies are they're uh, what a place to start because, like, those movies, uh, they will just have screenings in the theater. Uh, local theater um, well even they're not even like they're they're chains big chains are still just having studio ghibli playing and they'll have like a sunday will play the english dubs and then a wednesday will play the uh uh the subtitles and you can see the two diverse crowds it's like it's still kids going to the sunday one because uh, they're kids films but then you go to the wednesday one where it's all subtitles Ooh, <laughs> there is a lot of weebs there <laughs> I can say that because I was there to see the weeds. Because I was there to see them. You were one <laughs> like, of them, oh of boy. course. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, uh, God, I think Totoro is way better in a theater than it is at home. Well, it gives scale to how big they are. Kind of, yeah. Um, maybe it's also seeing it with the human element around to enjoy the movie. Because, like, when I watched it, it felt very slow and dry and almost weirdly pointless because it's just like it what happens in that movie is just it's some kids kind of going through life it's like a day in the life but then they just happen to experience some weird kind of uh supernatural phenomenon that might not have actually happened and all been in their head and coping with their mother's death i don't know let's not breathe too much into it and a monster that lures kids to eat them yeah they might they might be dead that is that is a thing so it could be way darker than it actually is i don't know that's why i gave up trying to translate some of the things that you hear in anime like some of the openings and closings. sometimes you don't want to know what they're singing about because it may sound nice but when you translate it it's far more morbid than that yes that is also that that's yeah. a that's a thing for another time but like when you go learn the translation for japanese pop songs and you're like this is a great banger it's so upbeat and you listen to the lyrics and you're like she killed her cat this this is about killing yourself and very sad. You, you basically just captured my um, entire feelings yeah. towards K-On as a whole. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. no, we're not, we're not um, going there that's, tonight. That's a podcast for another time. Sorry. Uh, I, but we will go there. <gasps> Anyways. Um, I, I, God, where? One Piece probably so has big. some of the well, more this well-known is... movies out there as far as if you look at Shonen series besides Dragon Ball Z in the American audience. What other movie, anime series has that many movies? That's Same another here, point I wanted to talk out. Is like there's kind of different styles. There's like there's the the ones that make movies to uh, have like a a piece of art, uh, which are are like the Studio Ghibli's or um, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he did uh, like Wolf Children and then um, Wolf Children. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. The other, I'm blanking, but. Regardless, my point of the story is you got those ones, and then you've got the shonen animes that are constantly coming out with a movie. So, like, Bleach had a bunch. 
uh, Naruto has a bunch. Um, uh, One Piece. Uh, One Piece has a bunch. One Piece is currently coming out with a new movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one I was about to say? Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. Um, there's another one. Dragon Ball Z yeah. actually has a bunch I, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So fantastic movies. Yeah, isn't that's like a almost strange things where they they have so many seasons or series going on and on with their shonens because they are meant to just run like soap operas uh, continuously until the unforeseen future that they will eventually like. It's like they go through enough episodes and get enough profit, and then like, let's pump out a movie, pump out a movie, and it's like weird milestones for every little bit, and then they have these kind of arcs that, uh, these kind of movie side plots that come in. That <laughs> I liked it when I watched. It was I was watching um, the Abridged series. Uh, there's not a whole lot of Abridged <laughs> series anymore. I think that's kind of a dying mm. thing. But there was a Abridged series that they abridged like a Naruto movie, and they're like. These are the bad guys. They're the strongest guys you'll ever fight right now. But then after you defeat them, we'll never mention or remember them ever again. You're like, yeah, that's every I... every single movie villain. That it's like almost yeah. It's... Best example oh, of that was God. the DBZ movie, Cooler's Revenge. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> Freeze's brother. I, I don't know. Still a good movie, it's but because I'm the old man here, but like, shut up. <laughs> You're not that much older than me. I'm older than both of you, shush. Hey, I just had a birthday. One, you're closer. Congratulate me. Also, you're still 16 days younger than me, DJ. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe by birth certificate, but not by my soul. (laughs) I don't really want to see two old men fight. It's really underwhelming, isn't it? (laughs) Unless it's an anime. Unless it's in an anime, in which case they are the strongest guys around. Just the old guys, like, and then they just, like, take off their jacket, and they're still extremely ripped, and holy fuck. Like Master Roshi. Master Roshi, or, or uh, uh, Bleach. Uh, I think that was in one of the Bleach movies. He gets really buff and fights, and he's just like, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. So Kick butt. Yeah, that would, Probably that, that would be a cool fight. The head captain from Bleach versus Master Roshi. That would... Master Rochi doesn't fight as much as he used to. Well, he proved, he's... but he proved no. in the uh, tournament that he at least could be useful. I, I, oh, I will ooh. say, yeah, Super, not not to go far into this, but I will say, Super gave Master Roshi a whole new life that I have been dying for for years. That was very cool a game to see him do something, as well as finally going and fixing some of the power scaling issues in the Dragon Ball universe, but that's a whole nother conversation altogether. Oh, God, no, that's not a podcast in itself. That is a series of podcasts in itself. Could spend... On this next episode of Soccer Rangers in Spain. We continue. (laughs) Soccer (laughs) Rangers in. It's just going to be an hour and a half of DJ screaming, followed by another episode of DJ screaming for 12 minutes, and then Tyler screaming for an hour and a half. Uh, I'll go impressive. Uh. <laughs> anyway, back to my point. So, just speaking as the old man here, because I've always seen that there are three different types of anime movies, just generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler said, there's mm-hmm. the ones where it's trying to be its own unique thing. Whether it be an artistic statement, whether it just go and be a cool concept, the true standalone films. That's where your Ghibli's, yeah. that's where your Wolf's Children, that's where uh, uh, Boy and the Beast and all that boys, stuff. Yeah. Uh, your Name, Boy and Your Beast. That's the one I was yeah, talking yeah. Boy and Your Beast. Yeah. Like that, those ones all just kind of stand by themselves, and you love them because there's some artistic integrity. The, then you yeah, have they're... the particularly shonen, but just generally movie tie-in films. And those mm-hmm. are the most hit-and-miss things on the freaking planet. Because... Some of them are very good and some are very... That's just it. And there's some very good ones that are out there, but most of them, like Tyler said, are just... These are going to be the strongest guys you're going to fight at this time, and then you're going to completely forget about them because they're not canon. They don't play any part in the rest of the show. And a lot of times, if you try to place them chronologically... It's in such a fucking weird place that it actually lessens the value of what goes on in the actual story itself. 
Yeah. Correct. I think it's supposed to be just visually stunning a lot of times. It's like they're just testing their artistic prowess. Yeah, and then you have the freaking One Piece movies, which have Ichiro Oda, the creator, supervising all of them. And a lot of times, they foreshadow future events that are going to come up. In, they the, do. Those are the weird ones. Like, I mm-hmm. remember, because a lot of them were road shows. Now they're actually, like, full-on theatrical releases. But a lot of the early ones, yeah. like the first seven, were all 30 minutes and under. And... I think it was One Piece the Movie 7, and that was on where Luffy first had a Gear 2nd moment. Yes! That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking. I was like, I just remember he, all of a sudden he had it, and then they're like, oh, yeah, in the movie, and it was just like, oh, I'm going to try my new thing. And I'm like, what? And then he does it, and I'm like, oh, shit! It's, <laughs> it's like it actually puts it somewhere. It's not just a thing he just started doing, and it's just like... Yeah, oh. and they've been working so much harder to make sure the movies actually do tie into the series, whether it be uh, the movie Z with the whole Black Zephyr backstory or Strong World, <laughs> where they literally dedicated two whole episodes without any of the One Piece or without any of the Straw Hat pirates, even in the episodes, and it was just from the perspective of one of the admirals talking about i cannot remember what the hell the name of the villain was in that one he's a little bit forgettable but the film itself is just a non-stop rush uh they've done a great job of trying to bring it all in but that is like the one outlier well i should say it used to be the one outlier now you've got the dbz super movies which are basically just the abridged versions of episodes that haven't been made yet <laughs> well they had they had the one for Brawly, which was... That I, one I freaking love, because it's being treated as canon. Finally, Brawly is a canon character. Because <laughs> Brawly was one of the best, like, villains they introduced, and he was, like, a one-shot villain, to a certain degree. Yeah, until they kept bringing him back, and then they did make... Yeah, they did make that canon in Super, where they have, in the other universe, the one girl is, like, the Brawly character who is, like... Yeah, it's like a Berserker class, almost. Like, a legendary Super Saiyan that is kind of weak... But then when they do actually, like, release their powers, they're just, and it's like, ooh, it's impressive. Well, and, and Super Broly, there's a Super manga that's out right now, and they've just finished that story arc, and it's going and running concurrent with everything else that's been going on. It follows immediately with the, uh, I can't remember what it is, the Grand Tournament arc, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Zeno, <laughs> Zeno's gonna go and wipe out every other universe except for one, but you know Goku's gonna go and just you know wish for everybody to be back to normal, and it's gonna be Which great. Kind of <laughs> soon was gonna be the answer from the start. So yeah, exactly. Like, you know where it's gonna end, but it doesn't make it any less thrilling, especially when yeah. you have Ultra Instinct <laughs> and you got him going and running up, and you got Kevlar going to doing all these laser beam attacks, and then he's going and surfing on his back across, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> and then, it's Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just had a moment. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. If it wasn't, uh, if it, it didn't hit you, Rob, it would have hit me. I mean, I just, I mean, to me, like the the, the Brawly movie was just like totally put this whole new Dragon Ball thing in perspective. That it's the, what we had always been hoping for because the, it has grown to be such a long lived franchise. I mean, I never figured it was going to take on the whole Superman Batman rivalry. I mean, it will be Goku will be remembered as a superhero recognized by the world. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I can't really argue that. I can't because he saved the world on multiple yeah, occasions. No, Figurati- thank you, Akira Toriyama. Yeah, figuratively or in his character or in his show. I mean, it just it, it, you mentioned his name and people know it actually more likely than they know Clark Kent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now and then going back to my original point, and then there's the third type of anime movie, the Scourge of All Existences, which I don't actually see that many of anymore. So maybe this is a dead thing. Tyler DJ, you could probably answer this better, but. The third type of movie, the ones that I, early on in my anime watching life, could never or could never wait to go and come out, and then one day I came to this realization of, oh my god, they're all shit. And that's the abridged storytelling movies. Oh. Oh. I don't like those well, I don't either. Know. What do you mean? I like mean a, give an example. Uh, like um, Razifon the movie, or... Um, I don't want to do the Ava films, because those ones actually, while they retell the original stories, they just kind of cut out the filler. Those ones aren't actually bad. Um, They're probably like the ones that movies. tell you the... Yeah. Um, like... Or Escaflone the movie. Which, there's some things I like about that one. It is different than the original anime, but it's also still very clearly... 
just trying to condense down all the major plot and emotional points down to an hour and a half long feature. Well, well, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. Like one of my favorite anime movies, Fist of the North Star, the movie. Oh. That was actually a complete retelling of the first season. And did the last bit of the second season, and it did it in a way where it was enjoyable. Because essentially it just got to every major big fight in the Fist of the North Star franchise. And they even threw in some I'll of the... Like secondary battles that were recognized in the first season as like sections in there as well, and it was just a retelling of the first season. Well, uh, I know they also did things like Berserk. They did that into movies, yeah. Um, and I know they added a little bit. Um, what else did they do? It's almost like every Initial time D. there has been, did they do that with Initial D? Yeah. Every yeah, time they have crap. done that, it's always been a weird case of. Either they're adding in a little bit extra, like almost like in a weird director's cut, or uh, I know in the case of uh, Madoka Magica, uh, they actually the first two, yeah, the first the season was condensed into two movies, uh, and then the um, the uh, the third movie was actually completely new. So it's basically they made three movies and then so you could watch the two movies to kind of like get yourself back into it. Uh, and then you could watch the third one, which is all completely new stuff. Um, and almost the same thing with even Gellion. They did that, too, where they condensed down the first into what was that? What do they call them? Life and death and something. And yeah, then, yeah. Death and rebirth. And then the end then, of Evangelion was the true end of the original series. Yeah. Uh, true end. You want to call it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll call it true end. Um, that's yeah. a debate. Um, yeah, let, <laughs> let let <clears throat> let me put a clarifying point on that. Yeah. That was um, intended to be the original end point of that entire storyline. Okay, because the show itself really ran out of money at the last bit. That makes a lot more sense. And yeah, yeah. They they so weren't in, able to fully bring it in. They were able to go and hit some of the emotional points in episode twenty six, but there's a reason why they were only able to animate five minutes of additional content. It wasn't that why they had to run the ending at a higher speed than normal. Even if you set it on the lowest, it runs faster. I'm not sure on that one. That was something my um, friend TJ told me years ago about the VHS copies. Hmm. That might be true but, on the VHS copies, but that could also just be, you know, a dubbing error. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, uh, but that is the point of that. Where again, that's the same case if they have the first two movies are re- basically recaps, and then it's the third movie is all new content. So I've seen that quite a bit, where either it's like recapping to either add in some scenes like they did or like in berserk they completely added in that's when they started adding in the uh, cgi kind of battle stuff into it mm-hmm. uh was mm-hmm. the movies so i can't think of too many other uh, movies that were all recaps that they didn't completely oh what was it um gern Logan. I think those are one-to-one they're just recapped into movies yeah the, that's the yeah. one i feel the weirdest about because it's like gern Logan has movies yeah, yeah, they're unlocking <laughs> movies, but it, it is the it is just the seasons put into movies, so it's just condensed. Because it's not even yes, yeah, is recapping the right word? Because it's I, literally they can just take the six episodes and then that's enough to make one movie, and then they have the other movie. So it's not like they are condensing it or adding anything. They just went they're in movie form now, and it's almost like a fantastical re-release of it in movie form to just get in a little bit more money. Or... Yeah, it, that that one just felt like a cash grab to me because they didn't even wait that long for that. No. Well, I didn't realize they did no. that. Yeah. yeah, but that was also during the, you know, I'll call it the end phase of Gynax because after the original uh, founder of the company left following the Gurren Logging controversies with episode four, uh... They just seemed to be very aimless and didn't have any idea where they were going. And then, you know, most of their talent went off and started their own studio, Trigger! Which is now, <laughs> I think, they, they might have mastered the Gynex endings at this point. Still really um, pissed about Darling of the Franks. <laughs> they do have weird endings. All their stuff, though, uh, uh, this is a weird tangent, but all their stuff has always just been, it's all very relationship-based now. Yeah. Like, Good more man. so... 
and it's just like mm, it's all about yeah about being in relationships same with darling in the franks and then um what was the other one i forget uh, it's like they're all like linked and if one person feels pain they all feel pain uh, well, i mean my hmm. god you can just go and throw anything they've done out there i mean kill a kill for fuck's sake yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know. The relationship with their butt floss. I mean, armor. Mm. How can you wear so much and so little at the same time? It's the, one of the most common... Anime. <laughs> because <laughs> Trigger. It makes it's sense. It's weird. It's weird. But it's so... It's really neat story, though, too. And it, it does, like, I turn just, it on his head. I just... I just can't watch Kill a Kill. Oh, you gotta watch Kill a Kill. It's it's, it's, I can't. It, I can't. Is, I, I, I can't. Mom, don't amazing, look. Don't look. It is the most amazing train wreck you've ever seen. It's and I mean that uh, in an endearing way, but it is a I train wreck. have watched it more than once. <laughs> because the story, it does like, it makes complete, it's weirdly where they can do fan service, but then make it awkward canologically correct in that it goes yes if you if you don't wear if you wear more clothes than that it's bad don't wear you gotta be nudist (laughs) and then they have the whole nudists so it almost like it makes fun of its whole thing because trigger one minute and that's the thing you have to let go about it is it just it's not gonna take itself seriously they know what they're doing it's it's like jesus it's like fan service is the answer nudity is the answer (laughs) Get rid of clothes. Yep. They're evil. Clothes are evil. Sex sells. That's the twenties. Oh, I just so. trigger. Yeah. I gotta beg you here. Start going and making some characters that are over the age of eighteen, for God's sakes, for Western audiences, because this is just they killing are, me with the fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, they are all. Young. Yeah, I know it's that's all legal in stuff. It's all like all their new stuff is mm-hmm. all coming-of-age stuff for for trigger, and it's all like about relationships and like that, relating and talking with people. It was the Gydax like, thing. Gurren Lockin, Ava. <laughs> yeah. It's the story of growing up in the worst ways possible. <laughs> in an apocalyptic world that requires you to pilot a robot to save the universe. How wonderful. We thought... Yep. And your drill shall pierce the heavens. Now they've taken it to the next level, because now you got to go and pilot the robot's doggy style. You do. Heck yeah. That was... Okay, I got you there. It was very, it was very so the way they're in there, and it's just like they're sitting there... That's, yeah. Dr. Franks, would you like to go and explain why it is that the control system basically goes and requires the pilots to go and mount each other? (laughs) Yes, I have developed the system to go and handle the capacitive load that requires two people. Yes, but why did you design it so that they had to go and do a doggy style? I refer... She's not there. They're they're like in the body of the thing. I I reflect back to my first answer. Yes. (laughs) It's the true position. <laughs> the position of power. I'm sorry. I'm turning this into my darling in the Franks. I loved you and then I hated you moment. So I'm sorry. Sorry. One of these days I'll forgive that show. Doggy style is the strongest style. It's why we named our business after it in GTA. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, if you want to get technical, if you're in that kind of position inside of a cockpit, you can make the unit more aerodynamic. Well, Aer- aerodynamic. Y- yeah, <laughs> it's but... shaped you know, like a body. <laughs> I wish I could agree with that, but unfortunately that show, their idea of uh, mech design is... Uh, both wonderful and terrible all at the same time. Can we just go back to the 60s when mech design was simple? And they were built out of uh, blocks? Bricks? Yeah, yeah, bricks. And they were round. They were round. Oh, man. Tubular. Darling the Franks could Giant have, like, triangular. Little... Like Mazinger. I, I... Oh, those, there's, a, there's original movies for you. The original, a lot of the original mecha animes were movies. That a lot of us, mm-hmm. that's how probably mecha anime got started, was in movies, if you look at it. Astro Boy. I'm... Astro Boy. Like the... Gundam Wing had a movie that was fantastic. Yep, endless Waltz. I'm still waiting for Giant Robo to go and actually get a proper conclusion. They tried doing that series of films, and each one just kept turning less and less in the box office until they just gave up on a cliffhanger. Hmm. It's like, it might you finish have... one day. Oh, yeah, finish, finish Rob. Go ahead. No, no, that's all I got to go and say. No, I mean, the series might finish one day. They just kind of gave up. Oh, you're talking about oh. the Char one? No, no, not that. Not that. No, not Gundam related. So there's a. There was a show called uh, Giant Robo, and mm. if you look it up, if you Google it, I want to make sure I'm saying the name right here. This is really going back here. 
He's All right, yeah. <laughs> well, you saw that Robbie and ha anyone here seen Robbie and Hachi? That was a throwback to original Mecha anime. They were discussing some ah, stuff that no, came out back in the seventies. No. Hmm. But um, sorry to offshoot, but yeah, I don't. I don't really watch a whole lot of Mecha animes. I'm not. I'm not a Mecha kind of guy, which is weird because we just talked. Like, we just talked about a bunch of weird Mechas, but it was Trigger, so it was weird. It's different. Yeah, it's Trigger. Yeah, right. My <laughs> my go. My go-to mecha series would be G Gundam. <laughs> but do they make movies? Nope, not on that one. They made <laughs> not G Gundam, mm. which they should have because yes, it would have been amazing. Indubitably, especially in that era. Because in G Gundam, it's like piling mech suits and they're shouting, they're like screaming at the top of their lungs while they're fighting. It's amazing. And they are yeah. stereotypically uh, accurate. <laughs> I should I should bring up. Uh, so what's what's the newest one coming out? The newest. Um, uh, Lupin movie. Yes. Mm. We can bring. That's gonna be good. I up. like part it's five. Like, it's been on Toonami. It's been phenomenal. It's it's uh it's all CGI. Is that still anime? Is that a debate for another one? Drawn versus digital versus CGI. I don't know because it's uh yeah because they've got a new Lupin movie coming out and it looks really yeah, good. Um, now a second. Air in Japan first, or will I air should. It probably air in time. Japan first. I, I assume so. Just like it's still, it's a Japanese. Uh, it's going to be uh, Japanese uh, language first, and um, I just feel like the James, the J, the J, the the James Bond of Japan. He is the James Bond of Japan, uh, but he's a, he's a thief, not a spy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know any thoughts or opinions on that. I'm Lupin. I'm looking forward. I'm to excited Lupin for it. Lupin is an amazing character. I've really been getting into Part Five after watching Part Four. I mean, I'd always heard of it, but it just I think next it's been next it's to, been going for a long time. Next, yeah. next to Gene mm. from uh, um, Samurai Shampoo, I think that would be the next best swordsman I identify you with. John is uh, mm. Goemon. Goemon. <laughs> He's awesome. Goemon's he cool. He can but split go, he can going split back anything to... in half. <laughs> Cosplay yeah. from it. Let's do it. We can do it. But uh, no, I'm more of a jiggin. I'd be jiggin. Okay, there you go. Getting grow out the beard. I'd grow out the beard and I'd smoke a cigarette and rock the I, suit. I just love Lupin. I, I I know I've been relatively silent here, but I just always go back to my favorite anime movie is still The Castle of Cagliostro. His name is uh, Wolf. Such a case. Please do not bring out that terrible Netflix dub. I have, to call it the Netflix, I have to call it the Netflix dub because I can honestly not find out who the fuck dubbed it and decided to eliminate the name Lupin from it. I don't know. Like, Manga Entertainment had a great dub for that. If you have to go into a dubbed version, the Manga Entertainment one that they did, like, 15 years ago, is as close as you can get to a perfect dub for that kind of sh or for that kind of movie it's mm -hmm. so different from everything you've heard it's not just the same Funimation voice cast I've never heard any of the voice actors before I'll never hear them again it was so good the original dub is so good it's Hayao Miyazaki's first movie mm -hmm. it's, there's so much passion there's so much love so much care put into it it's a great standalone movie that you can just watch over and over and over again and still find new things hidden there in the animation. It's such a good movie. And I do like the or the other Lupin movies that have come afterwards. I think that he actually exists better as a movie character, James Bond-esque, than uh, necessarily in series. I do like, especially the current series runs, the part four and five, which are almost kind of a soft reboot to the whole thing. I mm -hmm. really do like those, but I'm, I still just love the movies, and that one being first and foremost. And I wish more people knew about it, because anytime I bring it up, people are just like, wait, what, Hayao Miyazaki directed a Lupin movie? It's like, he directed THE Lupin movie! It's I love going back and watching that movie, because it had a good mixture of everything. The storytelling, the humor, the action... And just had it had this good flow about it too, especially the scene where uh, Lupin is trying to um, sneak into the castle and he's like preparing that rocket and botches it, and he has to run down the thing and jump to the next tower. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. yeah. No, it's it's good. 
so beautifully drawn. Especially given how old it is. It's like it holds up with stuff nowadays, and it was drawn like 40 years ago. Yeah, 1979. Yeah. 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 Like, it's still awesome. It looks beautiful. It's well written. It's well directed. It's so well paced, too. Like, this is just a general gripe with movies, but I hate on how a lot of films just seem to be padding out the runtime just to go and make the, you know, best dollar argument and all that. Or, you know, sometimes just to go and exercise creative liberties that don't need to be there. This does not feel like an hour and 50 minute movie. Like, every time I watch it, I feel like I'm just spending an hour doing it, and then two hours later, I'm just like, God damn, where did the time go? That's like watching Akira late at night. (laughs) Oh gosh, Akira. That is like the... That is the golden... Like anime, the movie. Thanos of uh, the Akira. anime world. It eats all other animes for breakfast and sets the standard. <laughs> Akira was the first anime movie to have actual moving facial expressions. Really, hmm. I didn't know that. It was to have like fully done facial expressions, like past the eyes and the mouth. It had like everything going for it. It was one of the first. Oh, that's interesting. Didn't know that. I hadn't thought mean? about that, yeah. but I, I actually kind of get where you're coming from because that one is still treated. As having some of the best expressiveness in anime. I remember watching Akira when I was seven. Oh my god! <laughs> you watched it before I did! And then, like, my parents looked over and then they just turned off the car. <laughs> <laughs> that was before I knew any better. Oh god. I, never... I, I can't talk. I, I snuck Ghost in the Shell out of uh, Hollywood video. <laughs> Really? Um, <laughs> what did I do? Nice. I, I was watching, I was downloading something else to LimeWire, and then I tried to, like, when I started watching it, it was it was actually turned out to be Akira, and I had no idea what it was. It wasn't what I downloaded, that's for sure. Um, oh, right, I remember. But, you were on, like, LimeWire or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then it is back when you, like, you download something, and you're like, maybe it's the thing I want, maybe it's a Trojan virus. We're going to find out together. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I just started watching. I'm like, this is actually really good. I'm like, I don't know what I'm watching, but yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Akira, the way it did its storytelling was so well done because you could make up, you could go to so many different like theories and ideas about it. Like, you could easily make the argument that the character Hayato, Hayata was actually the Antichrist, mm-hmm. or you could flip it on the other vein and say he's the Messiah. It's very well done the way it's written in the perspective of a dystopian future where stuff happens you just can't explain it's just a one of my favorite well, the music movies. in it is so powerful it binds the whole thing it's like the original berserk it, it speaks to your soul and just whew, it's trippy i, I love mm-hmm. it for that it, it's incredibly evocative i yeah I, I i do love that one and i don't know why but um not, not to hijack this here, but i got to get this out while it's still stuck in my head. Is anybody familiar with the works of Satoshi Kon? Uh, uh, give it an Perfect example. Blue, or Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, any of that? Mm. No. Oh, no, I haven't. No. Okay, so this, I'm not surprised by this. This is old school, weave trash, old man Rob. Um... I actually don't know how to go on Bailey Sings Justice. Um, Satoshi Kon is very much a humanist in his storytelling. He is, I think, one of... I think he's one of the most emotional screenwriters that I have seen. Uh, at least in the uh, anime and you know uh, Asian visual development scene. He's done some very trippy films with some pretty out there storytelling, or I should say with some pretty out there um, storytelling conventions. Uh, Perfect Blue was about a uh, pop idol uh, with an obsessive fan. Uh, Millennium Actress is an incredible story about... I don't know how to say this one without giving it away. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to plug somebody here real quick. There is a channel called Bread Sword. I will link him in the description. Uh, Bread Sword. Yeah, I, I hate. I actually hate the guy's name, but he is one of my favorite YouTubers, and he only has. Uh, hold on. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 
videos uh, that he's done over the last two years. This guy is really just getting started, and I hope I hope that he gets more than 171,000 subscribers that he has right now. He's done a... He did a great video on one of my favorite Disney movies, Treasure Planet. You know, he refers to it as Disney's biggest mistake, and initially I thought it was going to be a video I was going to be writing angry comments about, and it is one of my favorite uh, videos just showering praise on the creative team that Disney themselves didn't support. He also does a great job of explaining the Black Cauldron and where the appeal for a lot of people is, the history behind it and all that stuff. But he's been doing a series about Satoshi Kon, uh, where he's been breaking down all of his movies. So Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, and Tokyo Godfathers. This is almost two hours worth of documentary work that's in here. I would say watch the movies themselves, they're amazing. But if you just don't want to go and watch something new and different, just watch his videos and feel like you know what this man is all about. It is absolutely amazing. Also, he might have turned me completely around on the Cat in the Hat movie. I, I cannot believe... <laughs> <laughs> this guy is damn convincing. That movie is a fantastic movie. That movie is... Oh my god. I rewatched it as an adult, and I was like, this is a fucking funny movie and i enjoyed every second i i oh my god the the video it's 16 minutes and it's just called an argument for the cat in the hat and even he says at the end or i should say right at the beginning he said it's not a good movie don't get me wrong but is the hate totally justified and he actually made me think at the end it's just like bravo sir bravo Anyway, Tyler, get us back on anime because I'm I'm really hating myself right now for actually oh, admitting that. I, oh, cat in the hat! Oh, it's such a bad movie, but there it's is something a, about it. There is actually it's something about movie. it. He goes there. He hits the piano. It involves murder. Oh, that's my humor right there. There, there are some good moments. I'm not going to lie about that, but I could say that even back when I still hated it. Oh, it's so silly. Well, if we if we dabble into the world of just animated movies, you think for a minute. I mean, that's uh, really in more recent years. There's been uh, stuff done on the U.S. side of things that has really brought other franchises to light. You look at the, for uh, the like animated, um, like Futurama I, had its fair share of movies that kind of helped I, it carry ooh. on. Um, you, you could uh, throw that into the sake of the argument to say that series like that had things like that. I mean, uh, The Simpsons had a couple movies. I mean, uh, heck, Family Guy did its uh, uh, Star Wars specials. Oh I, yeah, well those were those were uh, uh, still like separate episodes. Oh, you should move your mic around sorry. there, DJ. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, the the because those were just episodes, and then they just condensed them into actual like movies oh so um but yeah i don't know that's a that's a whole that almost is okay, another somebody somebody's still breathing into their mic what's going on here yeah, that's dj move your mic closer to your mouth closer to your mouth. oh closer is that better yeah uh we'll see uh, no nope, still hearing it yeah close to your mouth close close close, yeah. close. just, just swallow it yeah is that better that's a bit better because I think you're breathing out this way and it's going into your mic. Oh, why am I frozen? Is that better? Oh, there we go. Yeah. It seems to be better, yeah. Okay, Kay. sorry. Um, family Guy is like a... Family Guy is like life support at this point. It just won't seem to go uh, away. Yeah, let's... Yeah. Let us well, I don't know. Um, okay, now we're hearing it again. Yeah, it's all. Why did you, it's all DJ's mic still? Why did it all of a sudden just like start? I know yeah, I didn't I do anything. It's just like I don't know. What if you sit up in your chair or something? Oh, I got nothing. I'll try that. I'll see if that helps. Maybe. Yeah. Is that it? Or just talk some. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just like it start picking up your breath a whole lot all of a sudden. Oh, um, oh shit. Sorry. Um, I started on something a while ago and then I decided to do a little research to make sure I got it right and then I completely forgot about it. <laughs> oh, your your yeah. your robot animation. Yes, yes, Giant Robo the animation. So, based mm -hmm. off of a live action TV series that got turned into a prolific manga, they tried rebooting it in 1992. And I will share a picture for the guys here. If you just search Giant Robo the animation, 
uh, you'll know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. They even had a couple of callbacks to it in the original Teen Titans series. Uh, this was clearly an influence for some of the animators and writers for the show. Hmm. It's a good, it's a good show, but the problem is it was released as OVAs in theaters. The problem, though, is that a lot of people in the 90s didn't care about this property from the 60s. And as time went along, it just kept grossing less and less and less and less. It's the anti-Evangelion movies. <laughs> Those ones somehow oh. have managed to go and collect more box office gross as they've been released. Anti or inverted? You're right, inverted is small. Well... I know this is this is a lot more optimistic than Evangelion. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, yeah, to, I'm familiar yeah. with this. Yeah, no. Once you see it, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I recognize that. Yeah, you see that all the time in like the Super Robot Tyson games. Yeah, no, it's it's an old character and a much loved one. But yeah, uh, it's like Mazinger and Gigantor and all these. Yeah, guys. originally it was supposed to be a thirteen. Uh, yeah, they mm -hmm. called them episodes, but they were OVAs, extended episodes short movies, whatever you want to call them. There were supposed to be 13 of them. They only made 7 of them before they just pulled the plug on it. Hmm. Technically, the producers still have the intention of finishing it, but the last one was in 1998. I don't think we're getting it. Ah, uh, well, think about this. They've got so many other things coming back. Maybe you'll see it. Well, it honestly reminds me a lot of the stuff they did with, uh, um, as I said, Robbie and Hachi. This recent series had a lot of throwback stuff to stuff that reminds me of this. It was from the original Age of Mecha. I'm talking about, like, the 70s and stuff. I don't know if anyone actually looked further into that. I don't know if you looked into that, Rob, but when I actually fin went and finished that series, I'm pretty sure it was a homage to a Mecha anime from the late 70s. I'd have to do some look on that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He's, it's a reimagining of the long-forgotten 1970s-era uh, anime, Shogatai Majasu Robo Ginguiser. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Ginguiser. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Ginguiser, yeah. Modern Kaiser, yeah. yeah. I think that's the one that I just watched. I mean, that's... That's Robi Hachi, so... Yeah. Um, I do have... Now, here's a weird question. Uh-huh. So, we, I guess we've talked about anime movies we do like. Do you have any anime movies you don't like? Razefon! Oh, there we go. He was quick to the punch. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It is still my most hated anime movie ever. Because it was a great series. And then they tried to go and do this pseudo recap but with new story plots that tried to emulate the original and they just couldn't do anything with it I just it is the worst thing ever and it destroyed the fandom for what was a good show by overhyping the piece of trash movie that they put out hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry did I get negative <laughs> that's the you well did. no that's the point of it though that's your your least your least favorite movie or, or, or negative feelings towards a movie because we do just talk about we're, we're very good at like picking and choosing what we watch and so we can just watch uh, good movies uh, because the ones that do get over to us are good movies they have to be to kind of come over here but people make tons of movies and now in this day and age you can probably find a lot more anime movies but um just anime culture in itself has a lot of critics in it and so the good tends to rise quickly and the bad tends to go down quickly so you find out if something is good or bad you don't just go hmm i wonder and then you watch it and go that wasn't very good unless you're like so on the pulse you're watching before anyone else is but Again, we're we're in North America, and a lot of the movies that movies, this is a big thing for movies. Not with the days of simulcast, we can watch a series as it comes out in Japan, and then get simulcast to us, which is you were privileged because of that. So if we really like anime, we're privileged to have that. So remember that we're privileged people. Um, but movies are still get released there and then sometimes it takes uh a year or more for it to get dubbed or subbed or whatever or re-released over here 
I've been waiting for like certain movies came out like I remember um, your name I heard big things about that and then it came out and then I was like oh it's out in Japan here it's really good and then I'm gonna just wait until I have a chance to find it here on the internet or find Netflix. it somewhere it's on Netflix now but like it took it took a year I a year and a bit I, I consider myself so lucky because it actually they, they showed it in a couple hundred theaters across the US oh I was lucky man. enough that my theater had it there was no promotion it was a one night only event and I'm just scrolling through. Uh, looking to go and get a, uh, I can't remember on what came out at the same time. I was looking to get a ticket for another movie, uh, cause it was premiering that Thursday. And as I'm checking the show times, I'm just like, your name? <laughs> <laughs> I saw so. that and it was a, uh, seven o'clock show. I was getting off at seven o'clock that night. So I just... <laughs> I texted my boss and said, hey, I'm really not feeling good. Uh, <laughs> I, I might have to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> well, there you go. It's the only time I've ever done this in my life, but I was so pumped. It was an emergency. It, so It really was, and I got to say, it was worth it. So, see, because of that, we have to try so hard to get good movies that we might not okay stop 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 okay (laughs) dj what you gotta watch your breathing man okay sorry we're hearing you all over the place yeah yeah um so we're so privileged because of that uh that we have to try so hard to find good movies that we may never even stumble upon bad well we probably can but um so some i don't know if you guys even like seen a bad Bad anime movie. Does that sound pretentious? Yeah. Or do you guys have ones you remember that you're like mm, the Brawley the Brawley saga was good to look at, but the writing was garbage. And I'm glad they rewrote it into the new movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I can admit yeah. that most of the DBZ movies were just fun to watch. As far as a visually stunning thing, the actual writing and how loosely they tied in most of the time was not something you look forward to. It was mainly just, hey, it's a new adventure and it's fun to watch. Well, that's kind of the same writing as the. Uh... Just the she show itself. Um, yeah. I know I, I my buddy was like really into Dragon Ball Z, and so he got excited into when the movies came out and watched those. So yeah, I don't know. It was fun at the same time. It was just like watching a big episode after a while. That's what I just call them as big episodes. I didn't call them they movies. Kind of, yeah, they kind of were. Yeah, they were kind of big episodes. John, you got anything? I've been thinking about this. I mean, I got a couple that come to mind, but not really ones I dislike or anything like that. DJ, what the hell is uh, going on over there, man? I'm not doing yeah, anything. I just You're breathing harder now. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, I didn't do anything, literally. I'm just sitting here. D- do yeah, me a yeah. favor. Go and adjust your microphone up to, like, the same level as your nose. Okay, is that better? We're going to find out. Just keep yeah, breathing. Yeah, we'll find out. Okay. I mean, I go back and I think about this. Um... I mean, nothing really that I hate or disliked. I mean, there's movies I'm going to watch over the other ones. Um, but uh trying to think. Of, nothing really comes to mind. The one thing I come back, I liked when it first came out was the first Pokemon movie. Mm-hmm. Over time, I've kind of like not liked it as much. I didn't like it as much as I thought I did, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, um, is that... Cause, did you like go back and watch it, or is it just like... I go back and watch it, and I like remember the. I don't know. Remember it being better. Yeah, remember it being better. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that because because the whole point of Pokemon is it's a glorified cockfight, right? <laughs> I, I, that's the whole that's the whole point of Pokemon. It's just it is a cockfight. But I can't think they have too many battles in the uh, uh, TV show because I remember recently it came out on. Uh, uh, Netflix and uh, Amy and I rewatched some episodes, and it was very campy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's campy. So it, it's a kids show, but it was kind of like that '90s yeah, kids show that was very like basic storylines and and whatever was happening in the episode was yeah, it's 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 easy to know. And so 
the movie I could see the movie go back and watch and go I remember this being better but that's because when you first watch it you were a kid I guess yeah maybe uh, yeah I get what yeah, you're saying but Digimon was like it's depressed emo cousin Okay, okay, you know what, DJ, you just stole my thunder there, because I was going to go and mic drop this thing. It's just like, but we all know what the real worst anime movie is of all time. I, th- it was Did so good that movie? they made it again, and they called it Summer Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that really is. I, are you guys actually familiar with the full story on that? I'm, I am familiar with the full story on that. It's just like the guy made it, and then he made Summer Wars later. And yeah. it is just the same plot. Yeah, no, I mean, it's that one is so comical. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll end on this, because I feel like we're running out of material here. But This is a good spot to end. Take, yeah, take di- it away, Rob. Yeah, so Digimon the movie is a weird thing, at least if you're on the American side of things. If you're in yeah. Japan, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Correct. So... Back when Digimon was on air, and granted, it never hit the point of popularity that Pokemon did, but it certainly did very well for itself. Behind Power Rangers, mm-hmm. it was a top-rated show on Fox Kids. It was internationally syndicated, actually larger at the time than Pokemon was, because for some reason there were a lot of countries, particularly in the North African area, just going to leave it at that, that didn't want Pokemon for some reason, but didn't have a problem with Digimon for some reason. Yeah. Why, I'm not entirely sure, but there was a big thing with all of that. I'm going to leave you guys to go and research that yourself if you feel like it. But, um, so, the producers over at Saban and Fox uh, really wanted something to go and rival the success of Pokemon the movie, which had broken a whole bunch of records at the time. They were, it was the most successful... uh, animated film release that wasn't related to Disney at the time. It was like the first thing was actually able to go and break their market hold before Shrek came out. And Mm. they wanted something that could match up with it. Digimon didn't have movies of the same scope. They weren't doing hour and a half long full feature length films. What they had were Roadhouse productions from uh, companies like Toho where they were going and releasing these short 5 to 35 minute films. So what they decided to do is they decided to go and smash three of them together to go and make the overarching storyline that was Digimon the movie, but even then they didn't have enough time to get it up to feature length, which at the time was considered to be at uh, 75 minutes. So they had to go and shove an Angela Anaconda uh pilot episode on top of it (laughs) just to go and get up to the feature length time to get it into theaters Uh. (laughs) so what they did is they took a prequel prequel, uh, movie which was Digimon the movie number one I believe it's Digimon the movie three which is the one that most of us identify as being the Summer Wars inspiration from the same writer director yes (laughs) Yeah, and that yeah, that one is legitimately good. Like, if you watch the Digimon movie and you just see that little snippet of it, you're like, "This was freaking awesome! This was legitimately great." But then they follow it up with the characters from Digimon Adventure O two, which is the follow up series to the original Digimon Adventure, and was nowhere near as popular, especially stateside. Unfortunately, it just never caught on the same way. Though, I think part of that had to do with the fact that Fox aired all of the first series of Digimon, basically week after week after week, and then they rolled right into Digimon 02 with no break. There wasn't the six-month hiatus that there was in Japan for people to just kind of digest what they'd just taken in and reruns and all that stuff. They just... American audiences never got that, so everybody was just kind of confused. Well, why are Kyrie and TK older? Who is this guy that looks like Ty but isn't Ty and he's all whiny? (laughs) (laughs) But that was one of the first, you know, what you could consider to be Digimon movies that came out was, I think it's Digimon the Movie 5 or something like that, which is what basically the entire second half of Digimon the Movie American is. And it is cut and cropped in so many weird ways. It's trying to go and shove a whole bunch of story points together, and it's just a hot mess altogether. 
So, yeah, Digimon falls into obscurity. People kind of stop caring about it. Especially in Japan. But damn it, the guy that wrote the screenplay, the guy that went and directed it, just will not let go of this great idea. There's this yeah, brilliant no. concept. And it's got some great emotion to it. It's just... It's what you hope for. And eventually, some lonely schlub studio executive gets pinned in an elevator, and the guy just says, I want to make a movie about social media addiction and a weird virus that nearly wipes out humanity. And the guy's just like, you know what, just go and send me the treatment. We'll figure out a way to make this happen. <laughs> like, I'm not joking saying that this was literally a movie that was only made because there was some movie executive that was just like, I really don't care. I just need something. I need a hit. I had nothing but failures. I just said, whatever. I'm either going to get fired or we're going to make something. Make it make it or break it moment. Just <laughs> go for Pretty it. much. Just like Final Fantasy. Ha <laughs> ha! Yep. And that's where we'll call this. Episodical video games. Uh, well, thank you for being here for Tyler's Anime Corner. We talked about anime movies. Uh, we had some exciting parts. We had some sad parts. We had some angry parts. And we had some... Razafon! <laughs> and there's the weirder parts again. Um, so I'd like to thank you all for being here. Uh, I'd like to thank my guests, DJ, uh, John, and uh, Rob, and uh, myself, Tyler. Um, if you like anime movies or anime in general, listen to this podcast. Tell your friends about this podcast. It's one of the things we talk about. It's pretty common. So, yeah. We're on all sorts of things like uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Available wherever free podcasts are sold. Just how the internet works. So I'd like to thank you again and uh, say goodbye for now. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>